If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This episode of Around the Oval is brought to you by Todd Pennington with Revolution Mortgage. Hey, Ohio State fans, Alex Gleitman here, back with another edition of Around the Oval, brought to you by Todd Pennington with Revolution Mortgage. We are just a week away from Ohio State summer camp starting. That means recruiting is going to be in full swing in Columbus. Not only will there be thousands of kids camping throughout the month of June, uh, maybe even July a little bit, but uh, there will also be a number of official visitors, but you know, speaking of recruiting one team, I mean, Ohio state's done a great job, but one team that has been very hot on the recruiting trail and just happens to be coming to uh, Columbus, Ohio on September 3rd, Labor Day weekend to open up the season are the Notre Dame fighting Irish and Ohio state and Notre Dame have gone head to head on the recruiting trail, a bunch, I mean, you know, throughout the past few years, but I feel like even more so maybe this cycle, maybe end of last cycle, uh, since Marcus Freeman, former Buckeye linebacker, uh, took over the program and to talk a little bit about Notre Dame's recruiting efforts, as well as give us an early look uh, to, to the game in September. Uh, we bring on Mike Singer, Notre Dame recruiting insider for blueandgold.com on the on three network. Mike, pleasure to be reconnecting with you. We work together uh, at Rivals, uh, been following your work now over at on three you guys do a great job thanks for coming on the show yeah of course excited to talk some recruiting alex you guys do a great job as well man appreciate you and uh yeah it's it's been uh it's been fun for for you to cover recruiting i'm sure the number one class in the on three team rankings we'll we'll talk about that in just in a second but it's it's also been a kind of a crazy change to some extent uh in south bend to me very surprising move brian kelly long tenured head coach uh, of the fighting irish decided to make a very a questionable move and, and go to LSU as their head coach. I think that that was a very surprising move. Uh, obviously, Lincoln Riley was mentioned there. He decided to go to, to USC. And I think people were looking at guys like uh, Dave Aranda and maybe others that had some ties to LSU. I don't think anyone had Brian Kelly as the predicted head coach. So let's talk first about Brian Kelly leaving. Was that decision as stunning to you as someone who's connected to the program uh, and basically there every single day as it was to someone like myself, who's a little bit of an outsider. I mean, it stunned everyone inside the football offices too. So yes, it was just a stunner across the board. Um, I mean, I, I don't know like if, if you and your audience know kind of like exactly how it went down. It was Brian Kelly, Tommy Reese, his former quarterback several years ago and current offensive coordinator um 
it was those three and then Brian Polian, who was Notre Dame special teams coordinator and, and now is at LSU with Kelly. They had all, I think it was those four, they all just wrapped up a home visit with a recruit, Tobias Merriweather, for a four-star wide receiver. Literally within 15, 20 seconds of them pulling out of the driveway from this home visit, I think it was Pete Thamel who originally broke the news that, hey, this is looking like it's, you know, LSU's targeting him or he's the number one guy. However, you know, reporters say this is going to happen, but I'm not willing to say it's happening just yet, if that makes sense. Uh, it was a stunner, you know. Um, I just wish I could have been a fly on the on the wall in that car to just be like, what did those coaches talk about as they all see their phones blow up about Brian Kelly and, in, in, you know, potentially leaving LSU. So, yeah, it was a shocker. Um, it's been, I've, I mean, I've been covering uh, football recruiting for uh, many schools over the last decade, um, and I've never had such an exciting offseason. I mean, Alex, you know, we cover football recruiting, so there is no offseason, right? But I'm just no, talking never. about from a football perspective. Yeah. It's like the dog days of May. Let me tell you these things that have going on with Notre Dame football. I mean, Ed Orgeron came by campus and, and spent like a week there. The media got to talk to him. Jerome Bettis is finishing up. He just graduated from Notre Dame. That's been a storyline. Marcus Freeman has been hitting the road and doing all sorts of speaking events. It's just nonstop, always something that has been going on. And I am here for it. It's been great for business. And it's it's exciting. It's, it's, it's good that Notre Dame football is, you know, like, an exciting brand and um I'll, I'll i'll end my ramble on this brian kelly old white 60 something years old you know what brian kelly is right you look at the opposite kelly's even you know an offensive minded guy your new coach is half brian kelly's age african-american defensive minded grinder of a recruiter when brian kelly was not known as one um, so it's, yeah, you really do have an opposite head coach from Brian Kelly to, to now Marcus Freeman. And again, I'm, I'm here for all of it. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm a big Marcus guy. I, uh, I was in school when, when he played for Ohio state, we actually were in the same graduate program together when he was a GA at Ohio state. Uh, honestly, there's very few human beings that are better human beings than Marcus Freeman. So this is no knock or shot at him, but I'm just curious for you, what I was kind of surprised at, I know Marcus Freeman was the easy choice, right? Continuity, he was in the building last year, had the players' relationship, their trust, all of that. But I think a lot of people were like, this is Notre Dame. I mean, this isn't him going to Cincinnati and taking over that program, um, you know, which many, I think, would have happened had Luke Fickle maybe made the move to South Bend like I thought might happen. I mean, this is Notre Dame. This is arguably the most storied, if not the most storied, one of the most storied football programs in college football. And for a guy with zero head coaching experience to take this job, I think a lot of people, not that they don't think Marcus Freeman will be a good head coach, but they think, but I think, and, and this was kind of my opinion, I was a little surprised, even though it was the easy choice that that was the direction they went in um, given, you know, 
Brian Kelly, as you said, I don't think he was ever bringing Notre Dame to a national championship. He kind of was what he was getting to the playoffs every few years. Great. I mean, winning 10 games a year. Great. But this is a, this is, I mean, you could go one way or the other, right? Like he's either bringing it to the next level or you're taking steps backwards. I think you were, you were rock solid with Brian Kelly. You knew what you were. Was the move to hire Marcus surprising to you, given that, you know, again, this is the job and, and he had zero head coaching experience. Yeah, you bring up a lot of good points. Like, is the grass greener on the other side here? Like, Notre Dame fans have been wanting to break through not just making the college football playoff, but now winning it. And then you win a college football playoff game, then that's not going to be enough. Then it's going to be need to National winning Academy. the college football playoff. So you weren't getting that under Brian Kelly. Even Brian Kelly has been pretty clear that he doesn't think that they could get there either. Um, so now you bring in Marcus Freeman who might, I say might, he does have a higher ceiling because of how hard he recruits. And then when he's busting his tail on the recruiting front, that trickles down to the rest of your staff. They're going to work harder as well. Um, but I, we don't know if he can coach as a head coach. I mean, we summon the Fiesta Bowl, but do we, I mean, I don't know. That's it's just a little bit of a sample size. I don't know if you can judge him on um that he didn't have an off season as a head coach it was just a couple nah. of weeks there before the fiesta bowl but in terms of surprising yeah i think when you kind of look at it from afar i i get that but you gotta remember notre dame was maybe going to be that number four seed and there was tons of discussion at that point if notre dame hires marcus freeman as their full-time coach does that give them a better shot to make the college football playoff? I mean, this was all, these were all these discussions, tons of internal um, praise. I don't know if you want to call it pressure, but a lot of people, the players, all these folks around the program really wanting Marcus Freeman to become the head coach. Um, and I think with fickle, he was the one that I thought Notre Dame could have gone and, and landed but you don't want to wait now until January to hire him because he's not leaving since he's not disrupting potentially playoff run. <laughs> They're a playoff run. And I mean, if you beat Alabama, or I guess at that point they didn't have the seedings um, finalized, but if you win a college football playoff game of Cincinnati and maybe even a national championship, I mean, that's like the greatest season of all time. So um, you, you can't wait from mid or early December to early January to make a head coaching hire. And I mean, what does that recruiting class look like that you would have to have signed in December? So, you know, you say it's the easy choice. I get that. Um, why that's the term, but I mean, it's also a ballsy choice to go with someone who's never been a head coach before. Um, so yeah, it's easy in one way, easy hire. Um, but it's, it's not a safe hire. I would argue. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, this one plays out. And I assume the feeling amongst the media, the fan base, obviously never. I mean, it's crazy. His first, of course, ironically, his first real game as a head coach is going to be coming into the horseshoe at a night game um, opening weekend of the season where he used to play along with James Laurinaitis and Al Washington. And, um, and that, that's going to be, you know, full of storylines and probably good for both of our sites. Um, but, you know, I have to imagine the feeling thus far with the way that they've recruited and we'll get into that now is, is everyone's loving Marcus Freeman, right? It's been a honeymoon of an off season for sure. I mean, look, Kelly won a lot of games, but it was not really an endearing personality. Like he was, I, I, I actually found him funny. I, I liked his humor, but like overall, you know, not a super likable guy. It's like whenever Brian Kelly would tweet something, you're like, mm, is this from, you know, his assistant or something this is actually brian <laughs> kelly tweeting like i don't buy that i don't think brian kelly is tweeting but anyways um <laughs> freeman on the other hand we don't know if he's gonna be able to win a bunch of games but he is damn likable i mean he um he's speaking he's is phenomenal he's got an infectious personality he's incredibly genuine he works hard um he loves Notre Dame, like really loves Notre Dame. He's picked Notre Dame over LSU twice now. Um, I mean, when Ed, or- Ed Orderon was hiring a defensive coordinator for the 2021 season, he wanted Marcus Freeman. And then when Brian Kelly wanted a defense coordinator, his first call was to Marcus Freeman. So um, there's just kind of a lot there that, um, and he, I mean, his defense was really good last year and he brought in a good defensive class in the 2022 cycle. Um, so you just like everything that's going on, I'll, I'll add this as well. Notre Dame launched its first Notre Dame football legacy weekend. How has Notre Dame not been bringing back alumni under Brian Kelly? That was kind of bizarre that that was happening. And like, he's, so he's just doing a lot of things off the field this off season that make Notre Dame fans like this guy a lot, but um, you know, when CJ Stroud completes a 15 yard pass to open the game, then, you know, everyone will want him <laughs> fired. So we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you talked about his recruiting. I mean, that's, it's no surprise to me that he's excelled in that role. Obviously, as I mentioned, off to a tremendously hot start, number one in your on three team rankings. Um, they're especially strong on the defensive side of the ball. Again, not a surprise. Eight of their 12 commitments are on the defensive side of the ball. I guess what has been the secret sauce for Notre Dame's early success on the trail? Uh, Can they maintain this? And does recruiting on the offensive side of the ball worry you or Notre Dame fans a little bit? Okay. 
So three-parter there, the secret sauce. I mean, I, I guess until last year, um, you would just say relationships and like recruiting is about relationships and um, working hard, you know, as a coach. And, and now I don't know how NIL factors into the secret sauce, but I mean, for Notre Dame, it's not like an A&M or, you know, they're, they're not using NIL like that. So that's a different discussion for a different day. Um, but they're just busting their tails on the recruiting front. And um, the staff is, is got great camaraderie. They all buy into Marcus Freeman. Most of them have worked with Freeman before or Laronitis's case, you know, he's just an analyst, but played with Freeman. So there's just a lot of, um, I don't know, just, just, uh, it's a good recipe for a success. This, this coaching staff they have together. Um, can they keep it going? I think that was one of your questions. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think so. I, I'm pretty bold on uh, their, their chances to close out. Um, and this ties into your other question about does offense worry me? I mean, they've, and we'll talk about some of these guys specifically, but if they can land, you know, a five-star quarterback, if they can land some of these receivers, they really want, I think they're going to get good news from a running back prospect this week. You know, tight end and offensive line, Notre Dame's not going to have any issues with, and that's continuing in this 2023 cycle. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic about Notre Dame recruiting on offense. Yeah, and as you said, like a lot, you know, a lot could change once they take the field. And if they come out and they have an eight and four season, you start to probably have, make it a little bit of tougher on yourself. But right now when it's all, as we said, mostly relationships and opportunity. I, I still think, I know Ohio State's had some challenges in the NIL space as well, competing with some of those SEC schools and things like, like that. I mean, that's going to that's gonna be a new factor, but I, I agree. I think that they can maintain it. I think, you know, Marcus is a defensive expert. They got a really good defensive staff. I, I wouldn't worry about O-line or tight end. It's, you know, can they bring in the elite quarterbacks of the world? Because I feel like they have really haven't had one in quite some time. Um, the, those skill guys, those playmakers, they definitely put a lot in the pros, but you know, I, I really think it just comes down to the quarterback. So it will be interesting to see, you know, is it Dante Moore, which we'll talk about in a minute? Is it someone else? But I think that's going to be really, and that was Brian Kelly's thing too. Like is, I think that's what gets Notre Dame over the hump personally is can they bring in a CJ Stroud, Justin Fields to a tag of Viola, you know, I could go, you know, I, I mean, last year, Georgia being an exception with just that defense, but I mean, that's very rare. So, you know, you look at, you look at the teams that compete year in and year out, Trevor Lawrence, obviously you, you look at those teams year in and year out. And, and the one common denominator is that elite Joe Burrow, that elite quarterback, um, especially in college football. So um, let's, let's shift to, to talk about some of these recruiting battles, Ohio state and Notre Dame have gone at it. Uh, Austin Sirveld, went to Ohio State, Keon Keeley, Notre Dame, Luke Montgomery, Ohio State, Brennan Vernon, Notre Dame. That's a big uh, one. Was that shocking to you? Um, I kind of got a little bit of a, a heads up about it. Um, I'm just just in terms yeah, of like no, when you look I, at his recruitment, big picture, <clears throat> like all along, I mean, everyone thought it was Ohio oh, State. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And um, I think we had him at an Ohio State camp a little bit, a couple weeks before that decision. Yep. And I think that's the first time we realized like, Oh no, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. And I don't think anyone thought a decision was going to come that quickly. Like we thought Ohio state might have more time to kind of like beat the Notre Dame 
momentum and kind of like get them comfortable. But yeah, I mean, that one obviously was, was a little bit of a surprise, um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, those were all, those are all legitimate battles. We'll talk about Keon Keeley Cause I think that one's still going a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, let's start with him. I mean, he's been committed to Notre Dame for a while, uh, stayed firm throughout the, the coaching changes, obviously with defensive staff and, and things like that. But, you know, he did take a visit to Ohio state this spring. He did take a visit to Alabama. I don't know what you guys are hearing, which is what I'd love to hear, but I know that Ohio state feels and and Alabama too feels that the door is at least cracked open. Ohio state, I think is expecting him back on campus for an official for the, for the game against Notre Dame. And, you know, that could be a real thing, or it could be like a, this is a really cool environment to see my future teammates play in, um, which we've obviously seen before. But what are you hearing on the Notre Dame side uh, regarding Keon Keeley? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't, I haven't heard that there's, you know, discussion about him officially visiting for that Notre Dame Ohio State game. That would be, that would be quite the move for him if he does take that one at, you know, I think, I think if, it, and I think if is a big word. Big sure. Keyword there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Notre Dame does not like its commitments taking officials elsewhere. Like on officials, you know, understood. But officials, you know, they're they're not a big fan of that. So, um, you know, June, a lot of these kids want to officially visit their schools and you know the spring summer, knock it out before the start of their senior season, commit and be done. Um, you know, Keeley's obviously committed. He's been committed to Notre Dame since his junior season um before the start of junior season I should say committed a day before Brendan Vernon did um so you know Keeley's already committed so it's like well when does he truly shut this thing down we don't know but every I mean until I'm told otherwise like I feel really good about where Notre Dame stands with Keon Keeley um he's officially visiting Notre Dame in June um he visited campus twice in the spring um yeah it seems to be going pretty well for Notre Dame but man just nowadays you just never know and I don't know if we're going to be talking about any other committed pro like currently committed prospects but like just NIL is just such a factor I mean like I I this has nothing to do with Keon but like I really believe that everyone in this world can be bought so it's like if that really is a factor it's always a prize for someone right always yeah me you (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely So it's like at some point, like at some point, we just have to sit back as, as reporters, Alex, and be like, you can never be a hundred percent certain that anything is going to happen. Recruit. That was kind of the case before, but now NIL, you just never know who would have thunk that Nico Iamialava would end up at Tennessee. It makes no sense, but here we are. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thousand percent. And, and speaking of, uh, let's go to the next guy. And this might be a short answer for you. Nice. Carnell Tate uh, is, is, is now, you know, highly considering Tennessee when it was pretty much thought to be an Ohio State Notre Dame battle. And I thought Ohio State would have had this one wrapped up by now, to be quite honest. Tennessee's making it interesting. From a Notre Dame perspective, do they feel there's any chance? Is there a vibe on, on where they have him going? What, what's the word there? So I'm just going to tell Ohio State fans watching or listening that all the guys that we're going to talk about, Notre Dame's going to get all of them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I don't think Carnell Tate's going to Notre Dame. I mean, he's visited there seven times. And uh, his first visit to Notre Dame was in March of 2021, a self-guided tour. So you think like, what is that like 15 months 14 months or something's yeah. been there seven times that's every other once every two months yeah. yeah yeah every other month he's been there it's like crazy and uh it, it feels like Notre Dame is a, a distant third at, at this point um heck I don't know maybe in fourth if he likes LSU more than Notre Dame I don't know but it does feel like like Notre Dame so for me I just covered Notre Dame so whether Ohio State's one or Tennessee is one. It, it doesn't make a difference to me. I just want to know if Notre Dame, where Notre Dame's at. But, you know, it, it does seem like Tennessee has surged in that recruitment. But Brian Hartline is a freaking rock star, guys. Like, um, I hope Buckeye fans know how good you guys have it with him as a position coach because I just don't see him staying a position coach that long. So enjoy it. Um, he's a rock star of a recruiter. Marcus Freeman wanted him bad. Um, you better believe it. Um, when, when Freeman became the head coach at, at Notre Dame, he really wanted him. But I, I think the only way Hartline was going to leave was for either, like we just talked about, a crazy amount of money to be bought or offensive coordinator. And, and Notre Dame was not in a position to do that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think Ohio State fans know. And I think if Carnell Tate does come to Ohio State, it will be Brian Hartline and the opportunity to get developed by him and the relationship beating out NIL. And I don't feel bad about saying that because it's legal now. There's nothing, there's right. nothing, it's, it's within the rules. So we're not sitting here accusing kids of doing things illegal or, or things like that. I mean, I think it's very clear at this point that that's Tennessee's making a strong play in that area. And uh, I, I can't blame a kid for, you know, securing his future uh, before he even steps on a college football field. So we'll see where that goes, but that recruitment could actually affect the next guy on our list. Rico Flores, wide receiver out of California, Notre Dame, Ohio state, Georgia are the final three. They'll all get official visits in June uh, before uh, a decision, I believe is, is July 3rd, maybe July 3rd um, or 4th. One of those two. Yeah. yeah. He had a really good visit to Ohio state in the spring. I just think that he's kind of, a notch below a Cardinal Tate, a Brandon Innes, a Noah Rogers, maybe even a Jalen Hale on the food chain. Now, again, could Carnell Tate decide to go to Tennessee in the next few weeks and that change Ohio State the way they approach Rico Flores? Sure. Right now, I think Notre Dame is in the driver's seat on this one. What, what are you thinking, Mike? I agree with everything you just said. Um, even the things on the Ohio State side of things kind of heard those rumblings as well. If I'm Notre Dame, though, I am saying to you, Rico like I'm saying this is what I would say to Rico like you are our number one like you are our tier a number one priority at receiver um whereas you're not with Ohio State so sometimes that does not matter to a kid at all um sometimes that's a big deal so I'm, I'm I would imagine Notre Dame's pushing that on them and I've got a prediction as they should 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a prediction log for, for Flores to end up at Notre Dame. Um, and uh, I, I would, I mean, he hasn't been to South Bend yet though, but I do think that if that visit goes well, I, I, I like him to land at Notre Dame. I'm with you. Next guy who I thought was headed to Notre Dame, um, but things have changed a little bit is Christian Gray. I have Ohio State running third behind. I'm not sure Notre Dame or LSU. Obviously, continuity on the defensive staff for, for Notre Dame, I think, with Marcus and, and some of the, you know, Mike Mickens and things like that is, yep. is helpful. But, you know, LSU did hire his high school head coach. Brian Kelly obviously had the relationship there. Um, this is a kid from St. Louis. So, I mean, I mean, obviously Notre Dame is probably a little closer, but you know, it's not like, you know, uh, Missouri's not out of, especially with Mizzou being in the sec is not out of that sec footprint now. And it's obviously big time football. LSU produces a lot of good defensive backs. So I, I mean, he's taken an official visit to Ohio state. I'm not, I'm not too, too keen on Ohio state's chances here. What's your take on, on Christian gray? Yeah, I, I do think Ohio state is, is, I thought it was Notre Dame one and, and Ohio state two. It's kind of like a Carnell Tate recruitment, honestly, but flipped a little bit. And then you have this sec school that's come in late and is now in the top two. It's kind of interesting. The, the parallels with, with that recruit, with those two recruitments, um, Tennis, like NIL, we would assume is a, a big reason why Tennessee's very much in the mix there. But with, um, you know, Gray, it's it's that Roberts Steeples. I mean, so when Gray, I think, was a freshman, he's a freshman or an eighth grade, Notre Dame um, was recruiting a receiver. I don't know if Ohio State was after Jordan Johnson back in the 2020 class nah, from nah, St. Yeah. Louis to Smith. Steeples was the head coach there. I flew out to St. Louis. You know, they also had Jacalyn Johnson was on that team. Yep. Yep. Is he doing exactly. okay at Rossi? Yeah, he yeah. He's he'll be in the the two deep this year, and they expect him to be a multi year starter. So yeah, he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. I think he'll be a redshirt freshman technically because I don't think he played in four, but yeah, right. or right. five. Yeah, he was a stud. I, I mean, I yeah, really wanted Notre Dame. I think to he's going to be a good one. Yeah, I wanted Notre Dame to get him. I didn't grow up a Notre Dame fan, so it doesn't really matter to me. Like if Notre Dame is going to be winning or losing a lot of these games, of course you like, you just want to watch them. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to just watch Jacqueline Johnson. thought he was a rock star, but anyways, so I went to spent a full day at the Smet and Robert Steeples is just an awesome dude. Like um, I get why Brian Kelly interviewed him at Notre Dame in 2020. And now I get why in 2022, he brings them to LSU. Um, So that kind of side note, I get, like the Christian Gray thing with Steeples, like it, it, the dude is 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 phenomenal. Um, the the Tigers' cornerbacks coach. So, I I still personally give the slight edge for Notre Dame for this big time cornerback prospect. Have LSU very closely in second, and then yeah, Ohio State third, and and USC fourth. But um, this is a recruitment. You said Tate. You thought that recruitment was going to end a long time ago. I thought I thought Christian Gray was going to commit last November, and and here we are. Yeah, sorry, for, my, sure. for YouTube, my nose is really itching me right now. I'm like every two minutes, itching my nose. So sorry about that. Hey, all good. We won't ju- we won't judge you. A uh, couple more here, just three more. I want to run down. Uh, Caleb Downs, defensive back out of Georgia. I thought at one point Notre Dame. I mean, when I spoke to him, I know la- maybe this was like end of last summer. I thought Notre Dame was in a decent spot. It seems like maybe they dropped a little bit maybe Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia in the ahead of Notre Dame, are, are they getting an official visual visit? Are they still in that one? Yeah, the, uh, what do you think? Yeah. Those are the four schools you just mentioned are scheduled for him officially in, in June. Um, 
so like the on three recruiting prediction machine, which, you know, if you're a college football recruiting fan, it's fantastic on any on three profile of, you know, the more data is on a, we have on a kid, the more, the better, the, or more accurate, I should say the, the percentages are, but, you know, um, he's considered a Georgia lean and then Alabama's running in second. I'm going to tell you Ohio state fans. I think the Buckeyes, despite change because they have a new cornerbacks coach or a new safeties coach right that's new safeties and a new cornerbacks coach yep new defensive coordinator obviously with Jim Knowles I think the Buckeyes might win this recruitment like I don't know if that's kind too. of a bold thing because a lot of people think it's Georgia or Alabama and Ohio State's got a new defensive staff but I think Ohio State is a big sneaky contender I think they also get the last official visit June 24th and he wants to decide uh, before the start of a senior season. So I don't want to, you know, like hype you, you know, Ohio State fans up too much and think that like he's for sure going there. But I would feel like it's kind of just like a, a bonus. Like, I, well, it's not expect them to pick Ohio State, but if he like, he he still might though. And it would be a monstrous addition. The dude's a stud, saw him play last Friday um no he's he's a bona fide five-star player and I do hear very positive Ohio State chatter and as far as Notre Dame goes with them you know I I I see them running fourth but it's it's still a tight battle but it's there's not a ton of gap between whoever's first and whoever's fourth for for the five-star safety yeah no I agree I actually if I had to make a pick today I think I would go a little bold out there and, and go with Ohio State. It feels very similar to the Von Bell recruitment from, she's uh, almost 10 years ago at this point, but um, where everyone thought he was going to Alabama or, or Tennessee or even Georgia, and he ended up at Ohio State. So we'll see where that one goes. One guy I don't think Ohio State is really in for, but uh, I think Ohio State fans would love to see him land at Notre Dame uh, over Michigan is Dante Moore. Uh, at one point, I felt I felt pretty good about Dante ending up in South Bend, but I know you know Oregon's jumped in and a few other schools. Uh, wh- where do you feel uh, this thing's going with Dante Moore? All right, remind me I'll, after I give my Dante if I forget because there's there's an you mentioned something I and I want to go back to this. All right, so as far as Dante Moore goes, I mean I I like I put in a prediction for Dante to pick Notre Dame um, back in February, mid February, and. Uh, three months later, still feeling like I he, he's going to end up at Notre Dame. You know, Michigan, LSU, uh, Oregon, Miami, still after him. But you know, I, I still think it's Notre Dame's to lose. And um, it, it's been a recruitment that he placed things very close to this vest. And, um, you know, there's not a ton of chatter publicly but you know what i hear from sources is that you know notre dame still looks good he's taken two officials it was miami and lsu his june official visit schedule is very up in the air uh does he get to notre dame does he not does he stretch his recruitment into the season tons of unknowns okay now what i was gonna add was how like I want to know, in your opinion, how does the Ohio State fan base view Notre Dame? Because for Notre Dame, there's not, in my opinion, I've been covering Notre Dame for three years. There's not like a super clear, this is the fan base, or not the fan base. This is the school that we hate the most. You know, like they have an annual rivalry with USC, but there's the, 
the regional factor if they're across the country you know michigan state but they're not playing the spartans anymore stanford same thing with usc um i would i put michigan number one alex as the fan base that notre dame hates or not i'm sorry i keep saying fan base like the school that the notre dame fan base dislikes the most they don't play each other though and all right i'll I'll throw this at you i'll throw this at you all right when I picked who I wanted to be my best man in my wedding, I kind of want him to also pick me when he gets married one day, right? If I'm a Notre Dame fan, I want to hate the school a school that I know I'm their biggest rival too. And I don't know if that's crazy. So if I'm a Notre Dame fan, like that, that would be something that I would think about. It's like, yeah, well, that's, that's partially though, because of their independent status too. Like, I think that that's a big factor in that. I, I mean, a little bit different, but Ohio state has that with Penn state where Penn state hates Ohio state the most, but obviously Ohio state hates Michigan the most and Michigan hates. Oh, I would probably say Michigan hates Ohio state the yeah. most, but, but there's also there's the Michigan, Michigan state. state. Right. And then there is no, there was Notre Dame, I guess when they were playing every year too. So it so sounds like it's an Michigan interesting state, dynamic. Yeah. So Michigan state, Notre Dame and Ohio state hate Michigan the most. Yeah. I, I think that they, you know, I, I know that, um, you know, I look, I'm, um, I went to Ohio state. I got two degrees from there and I have a Michigan state coworker and we definitely bond over, you know, disliking Michigan. So, so that's, that's, <laughs> so when you said the Dante Moore thing, like Ohio state fans want him to pick Notre Dame over Michigan. That's, that's where I, my mind went. I was like, that's kind of funny. Cause like Notre Dame fans do not like Ohio state, but um, yeah. And, and vice versa. But like, I don't think to your point, like, I think it's more of like, probably for both of them, like it's regionally close. They're both like blue bloods and like, they've both been like really good at different times. So like, it's almost like, why do people hate Duke basketball? Why do people hate the Yankees? Why do people hate the Dallas Cowboys? Well, not so much anymore, but you know what I mean? Traditionally that, that lingers. Right. So I think it's more of that with Ohio state with Notre Dame, Um, like America's team, like all that stuff. Like as, as a lot of the, not the younger generation, but the, our generation and probably older kind of grew up with, but I don't think that they hate him enough to care that to not root for Dante Moore to go to Notre Dame yeah. over, over Michigan. So yeah, that's an interesting one, but. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I don't know if they'll love Notre Dame so much if they get Jason Moore out of DeMatha. Um, I would, I, I don't, I guess if I had to pick today, Notre Dame. Dame might be my pick. I think Penn State is running third. I think Ohio State, if they're not first, they're second. But I do think official visits are going to be really key for Jason Moore. Um, what do you think about Jason Moore? And then and then we'll wrap it up with just one more thing about the game uh, in September. Yeah, I'm not liking how much we're agreeing um, because it's, it doesn't make for <laughs> as good television and, and podcasting. But it's it makes me feel better that I'm like, all right, I must be talking to the right people because I'm, I'm because we, we're, we're hearing the same exact things. So there's official visits schedule, Penn state, June 3rd, Notre Dame, June 10th, 
Uh, Michigan, June 17th, and Ohio State, June 24th. Um, the Michigan's in there because Mike Elston, Notre Dame's former defensive line coach, went to Michigan, his alma mater, um, this offseason. So I think that that's a big reason why the Wolverines are now in the mix. But I, I think I, my opinion, it's Notre Dame, number one, Ohio State, two, Penn State, three, Michigan, four. When I went and saw Jason Moore in March, early March, I asked um, – who is this? And this was when he was not down to four schools, presumably. He was, you know, saying 15 schools were still in the mix. I asked him, like, who's a school that's in the mix for you that, you know, not a lot of people might realize because most people have just been thinking it's Notre Dame or Penn State for a while. And he yeah. said Ohio State. Like, he said he loved Ohio State. I don't think he, he's been, he officially visited there in what, April? He went, in, yeah, he went once in the spring. Yep. So when I talked to him, this was before he had ever been to Columbus and, um, he, he loved I mean Larry Johnson I've never met the guy I I don't you know know about much of his coaching pedigree except for that he is a phenomenal recruiter and all the D-line recruits I talk to just rave Keon Keeley loves Larry Johnson uh, Brennan Vernon uh, who we spoke about earlier <laughs> like if he loved Larry Johnson like it was hard for him to you know tell Larry Johnson no so he does a, a fantastic job um, so between Larry, Larry and uh, Brian Hartline, I mean, two fantastic recruiters. Um, but um, yeah, I give Notre Dame the slight edge right now, but I do think it'll end up being the Irish or the Buckeyes. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Ohio State had a lot of success with Chase Young out at the Matha. And I'm sure that that's a big sell to Jason. Um, Larry Johnson kind of owned that DMV region when he was at Penn State and <clears throat> certainly has a lot of ties there. So I think Ohio State, to your point, I think it's been Notre Dame, and I think Ohio State's been the school that's that's had this rise. They're going to have them on campus. That's their big official visit weekend. They have, like, okay. I don't know, 15, 20, like, legit dudes. And, you know, so, I think the goal is try to kind of make them feel like, let them bond with the other guys. So it will be interesting to see how that – sometimes that strategy is really good. Sometimes you want a little bit more one-on-one -on -one attention. Yeah. So. I'll be interested to see. I mean, I'm sure they love getting the last crack at him, but I think so they're going to have to. So that's yeah. June 24th for Ohio State? Yeah, June 24th. So Notre Dame's equivalent of that weekend is June 10th. That's when, was it? Yeah, so he'll have that opportunity at both of those schools, and I guess we'll we'll maybe we'll trade notes after after those visits and, and see yeah. what we can do so from there. But Caleb Downs and Jason Moore, Notre Dame June 10th, and then Caleb Downs and Jason Moore, Ohio State June 24th. So there you go. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited to see how how this stuff plays off. And you know, as you said, yeah, Caleb Downs, Jason Moore. There's probably a few others we're not thinking of that are or might be at both of those two weekends. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna let you jump. But last thing, obviously, huge game coming up in September. I know we're both recruiting guys, but we both obviously watch the teams closely. Um, just want to get your early thoughts on the game. Not go into too much analysis because there's so much that's gonna happen. Position battles injuries like things that change between now and then but Notre Dame is breaking in a new quarterback coming into Ohio Stadium they obviously have some new staff members Marcus Freeman first time head coach the spread early on 13 and a half points despite Ohio State having some changes themselves especially on the defensive side of the ball to me I don't think there's much like I think Notre Dame's gonna have a really good like a pretty good defense I think the question is is their offense as good as their defense is I mean they're not going to be able to fully contain Ohio State's offense, right? Like if you can hold them to under 30 points, like in the in the 20s, as Oregon and Michigan showed, that's kind of the secret sauce that like 27, 28, but you got to be able to score 
30 plus points, right? Like, so what are your early thoughts on the game? Is that spread too high? Is Notre Dame, you know, going to be able to, to compete in this game? What, what do you think? Well, I'll answer, but I need to ask first, like, how confident are you in the Ohio State defense? Like, is this a force to be reckoned with? I mean, look, to me, if Ohio State has a top 25, top 30 defense, they don't have to be a top 10 defense. With the offense that they have, that should be good enough to get them into the college football playoff again. Will they be there game one? Probably not. Will they be significantly better than last year? I think so. So if that makes sense, that's kind of my answer. I think that the system, just making things simpler, see ball, get ball. Jim Knowles knows what he's doing. I mean, guys like Jack Sawyer, JT Tui out, being a year older, having a little bit more role in that, in that defense. Um, you know, I think uh, getting Josh Proctor back from injury, there, there's a lot of factors that I think point to them being significantly better. We won't know until they, till they take the field, but I'll say they'll be significantly better than last year. Will they be their finished product in game one? No. So that does help Notre Dame a little bit, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's good info for me to go off of. Oh man. I'll say this. I'm awful. And, and, and these point spreads awful picking on them. The worst. So if you agree with me, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and as I start talking, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think this, that 14 is such a good number that I wouldn't, I would not know. I would, I would stay away from this one right now. I think Notre Dame's defense is going to be very good. It was very, it's been very good for the past several years, you know, between Clark Lee as a defensive coordinator is now the Vanderbilt head coach to Freeman and now bringing in Al Golden, um, who was with the Cincinnati Bengals as their linebackers coach just last season. Of course, he's the head coach of Miami and, and Miami, you know, Florida and, and, and Temple in the past. Like, I think he's a, a very good hire and um, he's going to, you know, implement some things to make that Notre Dame defense um, even better than last season. But yeah, I just have no idea with this offense. It's not a deep receiver group. The offense alliance fantastic. The bookend tackles of Joe Walt and Blake Fisher, left and right, respectively. Just, I mean, it, it's a an amazing offensive line. Tight ends, fantastic. You got one of the best in the country, Michael Mayer. Receiver, though, it, it's it's there's some veterans, but you just don't know about them there's not a ton of returning production running back is is pretty pretty solid in, in deep but you lose Kyron Williams who uh went in the fifth round to the Rams I mean he was uh, he was a phenomenal running back quarterback is Tyler Buckner this whole I mean you talked earlier about Notre Dame and they just need to get the quarterback right I mean that that's it if Buckner is the guy who Notre Dame thinks he is and, and the fan base believes he is then I, I think Notre Dame competes with Ohio State and easily covers this spread, um, you know. But if he shows like it's his first game as a starter and it's in the shoe and Marcus Freeman, this is his first. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess you had the Fiesta Bowl from last year, but really his first game as Notre Dame's head, you know, full time head coach following an off season on the road. Like if that inexperience shows that, you know, it could be a, a, a blowout, like it could be three touchdowns, you know, something like 34 to seven or something like that, or 
if if Buckner, Notre Dame's presumably starting quarterback, they're still technically in a battle, but everyone just you know is assuming it's Buckner. If he just has ice in his veins and is just a dude, he's very athletic. He's six two, about two fifteen. He's built well. He's a thick kid, like very dual threat. Arguably the best athlete on the team. Like, can he throw the ball downfield? Like, can he complete? You know, um, you know, twenty five yard corner around. Like, can can he pinpoint some of those throws? Otherwise, if I'm Ohio State, I'm stacking the box and saying, "Go beat us downfield with." an inexperienced quarterback and not a great receiver group. So I don't know if Notre Dame is yep. going to be able to do that. We'll see. Yeah. I didn't answer inch. your question by the no, way. No, you, you, I think you did. Those are good thoughts on the game. I, I To me, they got to be able to run the ball, control the clock, set the game up easy for Buckner, easy passes, Michael Mayer, you know, like. But if I'm Ohio if, State, I am yeah. not letting you do any of that. I'm going to say you're not allowed Lower to run the, the box, football. You're blitzing, you're bracketing Michael Mayer. Beat 100%. us, Braden Lindsey. Um, you know, beat us, Joe Wilkins, or, you know, whoever the receivers are. I think Wilkins is might be injured, but um, yeah, you you guys have to beat us. We're not letting you, you Michael Mayer beat us and, and Tyler Buckner. And, and the, you know, they do have good running backs, but we're not going to let you guys beat us. It's got to be Buckner's arm and those receivers. No, a thousand percent. I agree with you. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll, we'll definitely reconnect uh, over the summer with recruiting and and maybe as we get a little bit closer to that game. But, Mike, thanks for joining the show, listeners. Really appreciate you watching on YouTube, listening on all the different podcast platforms. If you want, give Mike a follow at Mike T Singer. You can also see his work at blueandgold.com if you subscribe uh, to the On3 network. Mike, appreciate it. Uh, definitely uh, good luck this summer when you're out covering uh, Notre Dame recruiting. I know they're going to keep you busy. Yep. All right. You too, Alex. Appreciate it, man. This episode of Around the Oval was brought to you by... Todd Pennington with Revolution Mortgage. If you've been thinking about refinancing or buying a house, check out our sponsor, Todd Pennington with Revolution Mortgage. They offer low rates for refinancing and home purchase loans, including first-time home buyer programs, down payment assistance, and cash-out home equity loans. Check out revolutionmortgage.com slash tpennington.